what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to the Spirit-Filled Real Talk podcast. We're gonna talk today about the seemingly impossible, right? I feel like this needs to have like a thundering sound effect behind it. So today is really more of an encouraging word, not just a teaching like other episodes have been. To some too, it might also be a sobering word. And I know that this is one of the things that absolutely drives me every day. It's something that enables me to wake up with energy and excitement when my feet hit the floor. And it's something that also keeps me in check and keeps me in balance and constantly living from a place of anticipation and creativity about how to advance and how to progress. So loaded word, valuable word, and we're going to cover it in an itty bitty amount of time. So this is going to be one that if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, make sure that you do that. What I sometimes do too is if I'm listening from my phone, I will screenshot (laughs) the episode or the podcast itself so that it'll save in my camera roll and then I will remember to go back and listen. So if you're anything like me and need to stay organized in that way, that is a fun tip that I have for you as well. All right, so let's dive into this. I believe, and I know something that definitely made me feel uneasy from an early age (laughs) was the thought that you can literally just watch potential die untapped. And so a very literal way that I saw this happening, my adoptive mother was struggling with alcoholism. And I watched day in and day out her struggle. And I watched how that manifested and how that played out. And for the life of me as a young person, I could not figure out why somebody would choose that or why that is how she would spend her time or or what even drove her to, to that addiction or to that journey, right? Like, because the truth is nobody would choose that, right? And alcoholism is a brutal disease of the enemy, right? And it does kill, steal, and destroy your potential and your life in every good and perfect gift from above, right? So it was horrifying to me as a young person. And I thought, whew, there's got to be a better way. Also, I saw my adoptive father, who is one of the the great role models of my life, right? And who really taught me a ton of life life lessons and really valuable principles about life, just about being a good human, really. (laughs) But I watched him work, 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 work. Like that was the focus of his life. And this is true of, of many folks from that generation. However, I also experienced the lack of relationship 
with him and I felt an extreme deficit from that. I wanted connection. I wanted to feel seen, to feel heard, to feel valued, to feel appreciated and really loved and cared for. And like somebody was paying attention to me or looking out for me, right? Now, he was a provider, definitely, in in the materialistic sense of making sure basic needs were met, not only for me, but sisters, right? Um, and the family itself. However, when it came to other needs that we have is, as people, particularly me as a young person, again, I felt lack. And I also had that same thought that I had with my adoptive mother, which was, there's got to be more than just work, right? Like, that's not all the potential that we have in us. Like, it's not all meant to be directed just towards work, right? Well, like, there's so much that my dad, I'm thinking, right, is missing out on. And I don't want that path, personally. I don't want to just run and be miserable every day. And I don't want to just work my life away because there, there's so much that's being missed. And if I'm seeing that, I have an opportunity to do something about that. Okay. So as a young person, I'm talking 9, 10, 11, I'm facing this great tragedy and having no clue how to articulate it or what to do with it. But the tragedy of watching potential die untapped. Okay. That freaked me out. That actually kept me up at night. All right. And then I thought a greater tragedy is to watch potential live unreleased. And so for me, I was recognizing that I was going to have a very hard time unless I started doing something about it, communicating, expressing myself, articulating my needs, really being able to take care of myself and shift what I was watching happen if I didn't again start doing something about it. I was inevitably going to have the same fate, one path or the other, if I didn't start taking control of my destiny. Okay, so again, this is a huge weight for a young person. Okay, but I do believe that this is something that we all face. This is not unique to my story or to my journey. Okay, but think about that. Isn't it a great tragedy to watch potential live unreleased? Oh, I mean, I can't. (laughs) And that is actually what drove me to doing what I do today. So as a master life coach, I can help people in all facets of their life, okay? I can guide them through a process of renewing their mind, through changing their thoughts about something, through challenging their fears, through tapping into their potential, to daring to dream big, to starting to actualize their faith and taking steps towards the destiny that God has on their life. I literally get to be a transformation incubator for people, which I find wild, right? I had no clue that God was leading me to that from a very young age, but that's what I get to do every day. I literally get to see miracles happen. And miracles usually just start by a change of our mind, right? A change, a thought, a change of a thought in our mind. That's usually the first miracle. It's wild. So at any rate, think about this, okay? Because here's here's the reality. And this is also something that I had to learn early so that I wouldn't be disappointed as a coach or work harder for people on their potential than they're willing to. Oh, such a hard lesson. I even coach coaches on this, right? But it's something that we really need to pay attention to, right? Because here's the thing, a majority, and this is really sad to know, but a majority of the people on this planet will never discover who they really are 
while others will settle for only a portion of their true self. Okay, so we see this, you know, a lot of times this is tricky. People don't have sort of an awakening until a major life event happens. You know, maybe they go through a divorce or maybe they lose a loved one or maybe they lose a job or uh, maybe they face a health condition. Something like that starts to wake people up. But so your, your average person and the majority of people won't wake up. They will sleepwalk through life in a lot of ways, right? And only a select few will make the quality decision to maximize every fiber of their lives by fully using their gifts, talents, and abilities, and capabilities, okay? So I'm not sure what um, preacher has talked about this, but it's about driving past a cemetery and how depressing that is because there was so much treasure that was untapped and therefore buried in the ground now. And the world never got to see because people never stepped into their maximum capacity. So the people that do choose to make the quality decision to maximize every fiber of their lives by fully using their gifts, talents, abilities, and capabilities, this is called maximum living. I call it self-mastery, and I don't believe it's possible to achieve this without being a born-again believer, without the influence and direction of the Holy Spirit, without aligning and walking out God's purposes and plans for your life, okay? And the reality and the sobering truth is that each one of us has the opportunity to pursue maximum living, okay? Just because somebody else didn't, just because we saw a ton of bad examples, that does not get us off the hook from making the decision to choose to pursue maximum living for ourselves no matter what. Us choosing that has nothing to do with where we came from or the decision that other people made, right? We still inevitably get to choose if we're going to pursue that or not. That is entirely up to us, okay? So the question is, what I'm going to offer here right at the jump is, will you choose to exercise that option? Will you choose to exercise that option? So as I mentioned in my case, I knew that I was starting at a deficit, okay? I knew that I was very shy. I knew that I had a lot of fear and terror as a young person, particularly when it came to the future. I knew that I, I didn't like talking. I, I didn't know how to communicate and express myself. And I knew that I need to start figuring that out. So I would start investing in anything that I could, okay? I would put myself in environments intentionally that would freak me out, okay? Whether that was taking an acting class. <laughs> I literally went to graduate school for film production to totally shock my system. Whether that was reading every book that I could get my hands on and doing every personality quiz there is and really trying to figure out all of those different career paths that you could go down. I was really searching and hungry for answers. And I started working with coaches. I started, you know, finding mentors. Yes, in books, in sermons, whatever I could. I was hungry to start figuring this out and start getting answers. And I will say, I was discouraged a lot because I did get answers, but it kept pointing me to more and more of what I don't want, okay? Which is a good thing because you do inevitably get clear and clear on what you do want. But I didn't really start getting crystal clear and, and getting that confirmation, that affirmation until I surrendered and submitted to a life of godliness, right? A, a life fully surrendered to Christ and walking out 
God's plan for my life. Okay. There was a lot of self struggle, a lot of self help before that point. Uh huh. And then it shifted more into being led and directed a life of surrender and trust. Totally different. So that's for somebody. <laughs> so here's the thing, living to the maximum, maximum living challenges us all because much of our environment is not conducive to this pursuit, right? Like we can just get by, we can be comfortable. Life actually is set up for that to happen. Okay, because really in every society, there are traditions, there's norms, there's social expectations, customs and value systems that impact, shape, mold, suppress, control, and in some cases, oppress the natural gifts, talents, capabilities, and potential of its people. Okay, so this process starts from the very beginning of life. Just think about that for your own life, what you were exposed to, what was a custom, what was normal, what was traditional, right? What were subtle messages that you received of what was right, okay? Because sometimes that stuff early on can really limit our potential, all right? Now, it's important that you know this. Every individual on the planet is a living treasure chest, literally. That's that's also why I love humanity so much. I know a lot of people don't like people, but I love people because every individual is a, a creation of God, first and foremost, but also a living treasure chest. Now, whether they're submitted to God, that's something totally, really entirely different, right? But every individual is a living treasure chest, okay? Literally, each person arrives on earth like a brand new product from a manufacturer equipped to perform and fulfill all the demands placed on him or her by the creator, okay? So this is the reason why we have this natural instinct to dream. It's it's so pervasive when we're young. And thankfully, I grew up in the country. It was probably the most beautiful environment, to be honest, that I could grow up in. We had, you know, a cornfield right next to our house. We had a tree house. We had this huge sledding hill behind our house and something called a towpath, this big path that had a meadow that led to the river. There was so much that you could get into and just play outside all day and use your imagination like crazy. And I absolutely did. But all of us as children have this pervasive need to dream and to think up things. And this could really very much be why Jesus said, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. That's from Matthew 18.3. Okay, because faith is is full of childlike wonder. Okay, we don't see something. We see something with our eyes of faith, but we don't see it in the natural. So we have to believe without seeing. That is the primary responsibility of a believer. Okay, is to believe without seeing. Okay, and to take action, to be willing to dream big, to be willing to exercise your faith and move forward, even if you don't see it fully, okay? So to dare to dream big, this is really communicating the heart and desire of God. He desires us to dream big. He's actually given us the ability to dream big and to dare to attempt the seemingly impossible, right? It's, it's crazy. And the seemingly impossible, I want you to actually think about this because when we think about the seemingly impossible, sometimes we think too small. We think that, oh, it's got to be like this, this huge thing that's impossible, like 
you know, getting that dream house or getting that dream car or stepping into to that position or that career, right? We might think on a scale like that. But the seemingly impossible could be breaking a generational curse. The seemingly impossible could be having a healthy relationship after all you saw were dysfunctional ones. The seemingly impossible could be deliverance from an addiction and actually living a healthy, abundant life, okay? The seemingly impossible could be renewing your mind so that you're no longer caught up in these vain imaginations and crazy thinking. The seemingly impossible could be having stability in your emotions where you're not in these high highs and these low lows. The seemingly impossible could be this heart surgery that God does where you're not ruminating in the past anymore, where you're not stuck in, in guilt and shame, where you're not being manipulated by your past and held back by things that didn't go the way you thought they would, right? And you actually get to live in the wonderful new. The seemingly impossible could actually be something that you're living in right now, okay? So the other thing, just to reinforce that every person has treasure in them, and the seemingly impossible could be working that treasure out of you. 2 Corinthians 4, 7 says this, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not us, okay? So God has his potential, buried on the inside of us. We are the earthen vessels, okay? Now, his power, his excellence can be expressed through us by the power of the Holy Spirit, not by our might and power, but by God's power, right? So the thing is, a lot of us, again, don't experience this. And I'm saying a majority, okay? A majority of us don't experience this because we're trained mentally and spiritually to fear our dreams and doubt our destiny, Okay, and it's really easy to do that. In fact, we, we usually can find plenteous reasons to doubt our vision and doubt our destiny. Okay, so we're discouraged into believing that our passion for greatness is abnormal and our aspirations are suspect. Like, oh, that's what you want to do? Oh, you think that you're actually going to do that? Are you sure? That doesn't sound very safe and responsible of you, right? Like all of these nasty things get rooted in us early that is counter development. It's counter to the development process that God actually had intended for us, okay? So the majority of the earth's population isn't releasing heaven on earth and really fully expressing their divine potential, right? They're living under the spell and the debilitating, because it absolutely is, power of the specter called fear. Okay, and you've heard false evidence appearing real is what fear is. Okay, so false evidence, again, it could be in the form of a thought. It could be in the form of, you know, these emotions, because as we think something, we start to feel something and then we start to behave some kind of way because of that. Okay, so the spell starts in our mind and then we start falling asleep because we start believing all these lies. All right, so many of the experts in the field of human behavior have stated that the fear of failure and the fear of success are the two most powerful and most prevalent fears experienced by humans, okay? (laughs) What I love though, King Solomon states it this way. He says, fear of man will prove to be a snare, a trap of restriction, but whoever trusts in the Lord in the assessment of his creator is kept safe. Holy Moses, right? That's Proverbs 29, 25, okay? So wisdom, 
comes from the word of God, not from the world. Okay. And it says here, the fear of man will prove a snare. It's a trap to fear man, to fear the opinions of man, to live for the approval of man. It's a losing battle. Okay. But those who trust in the Lord and his assessment of you, right, are kept safe. Powerful. That's a life verse right there, right? So many people never attempt their dreams because they fear failure. Others, I see this every day, sadly, others fail to strive for their aspirations because they fear success and the responsibility and accountability that comes with any measure of success. Now, I'm not a, you know, special human. I am a supernatural one, right? But I will say that I struggle with this too. I struggled for fear of failure for a long time for a majority of the years of my life. And then I also was afraid, to be frank, of the responsibility and accountability that comes with any measure of success because I had a lot of false responsibility as a young person. So I thought, ooh, that was so, so heavy. I don't wanna take on anything else because it might crush me. It might kill me, okay? So until I was redeemed and restored, right, and delivered in a lot of ways from a lot of faulty thinking, limiting beliefs, you know, and a lot of lies that I believed, right? That's when I could start shifting that all for myself and start operating differently, okay? The saddest part of this whole thing is that there's so much potential because of this, because of people not attempting their dreams and just failing to strive for their aspirations for one reason or another, the potential that is in them is trapped, okay? And so many human treasure houses, these earthen vessels full of treasure, are suffocated, buried, suppressed, and lost to the world. That's literally like being buried alive. The worst way to live. That's why it's a tragedy, right? People in this case live to get by, not to get ahead in life. Okay, they're willing to live at minimum performance, willing to do only what is necessary to survive. They maintain the status quo instead of raising the standard in life. They do only what is required and expected. Mer. Okay, it took me a long time to figure this out because, you know, you've probably seen memes and quotes like this too, but. You can't expect everyone to think like you. You can't expect everyone to have a heart like you. You can't expect that everyone is gonna have a dream or an aspiration like you, especially the people that are asleep or the ones that have trained themselves not to pursue anything and just get by. You're literally unequally yoked. You're not of the same DNA. You're not awake to the same things. You don't prioritize the same things. You don't focus on or pay attention to the same things. To expect to walk in agreement with somebody that is not awake is not going to work, <laughs> right? So even as a coach, like I said, that was a tough learning curve for me, right? Where I was so excited because I can see the potential, I can see the vision, I can see what's possible for someone, but they can't see it. They choose not to see it or they are unwilling to do the work. They might be ready to start looking at that, but are they actually willing to do the work? Because that's an entirely different thing. You have to think different, you have to speak different, you have to believe different, you have to operate completely different, right? You have to be a completely new human, basically. And not everyone is willing to step into the courage, the boldness, right? The character, <laughs> the capacity that that requires, okay? And the craziest part is that it can actually be something that 
is fun, something that is an enjoyable, right? And something that is completely freeing in the best ways, right? But not everybody gets to experience that, okay? Now, what you also need to know is that there is no handicap except that of our minds. In other words, there's no limit to our potential except that which is self-imposed. I know when I was struggling with an addiction, uh, really heavy actually in my college years, I stepped into deliverance when I recognized that life isn't supposed to be struggle, <laughs> You're right? There's no amount of uh, shame and guilt and self-punishment or self-hate that's gonna change your life for the better. And anything that I think is limiting me is actually self-imposed. Nobody else is doing this to me. Nobody else is holding me back. I am entirely up to me and I am choosing to do that, okay? Which was so polarizing, right? But when I finally surrendered to God, I was one of the people that I got instant deliverance. Blows my mind, okay? But so, so powerful. Now, Jesus Christ, okay? What I love about Jesus, one of the many things, is that he is a specimen of humanity, if you will, who best demonstrated the unlimited nature of the potential in mankind, okay? He said it like this, everything, not some things, Everything is possible for him who believes. That's in Mark 9, 23. Okay, what daring spirit that ignites, right? It makes us actually question our own limitations and disagree with our fears, right? If anything is possible, then why am I choosing lesser things? If anything is possible, why am I giving myself the luxury and really the limitation of believing lies, right? If anything is possible, why am I making my fears of greater value than the truth and then the promises of God? I mean, simple answer is because it's a habit and it's a bad habit and I need to break it, right? But think about that, right? If everything is possible for the one who believes, right? That legit makes us question our own limitations and disagree with our fears. It will, if you actually believe that, okay? Now remember, the master creator and designer established his purpose for each item, for each creation he created, and built into each the ability or the potential to perform and fulfill that purpose or assignment. Oh, so cool. So you can no longer say, well, that person you know, had a better upbringing or that person has more education and that person has more degrees or that person is more gifted or that person is more talented. Let me say it again for those in the back. The master creator and designer established his purpose for each of his people, right? And built into each the ability or potential to perform and fulfill that purpose or assignment. Okay, another example of this too, if you're a visual person, the purpose for seeds, okay, a little seed, is to produce plants, right? The seed that you get in your hand doesn't look like the plant that it's gonna become. We're similar, okay? Therefore, by design, all seeds, which God's seed is on the inside of us, not all of us start growing and maturing in Christ, okay? So by design, though, all seeds possess the ability and potential to produce plants. This ability to reproduce does not, however, guarantee that the seed will produce a plant. 
okay? That's the tragedy of nature also, right? The destruction of a seed is in essence the termination of a forest, right? So, so powerful. So when you think about the greatest gift that you can give to this world is maximizing your potential, fulfilling the potential, the call, the destiny that is on your life. That is the greatest gift that you can give. And that is why I dedicate my life to it, okay? So this principle can be applied to all God's created beings. So for example, your life is a result of a purpose in the mind of God that requires your existence. You were created because there is something that God wants done that demands your presence on this planet. That's why he says, before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. I knew you, right? You were designed and dispatched for destiny. I freaking love that, right? This destiny and purpose is also the key to your ability. You were created with inherent abilities, talents, gifts, and inclinations to fulfill that purpose. So as I mentioned, even as a young person in my story, I had the seed of what I'm doing today, okay? I had no clue what that was gonna look like or how it was gonna manifest, and I still don't know, you know, a lot of that. I see glimpses for the future, but that's the neat thing, right? So just, for example, as a bird is designed to fly, a fish to swim, an apple tree to bear fruit, even so, you, possess the potential to be all you were born to be. Your life has the potential to fulfill your purpose, okay? But that potential, again, is hidden treasure on the inside of you. That's why the enemy wants us distracted by everything on the outside of us, okay? Because if we're distracted, we ain't, we're not busy about our potential, okay? And if we were actually busy about our potential rather than being busy on social media, busy being busy, <laughs> busy being distracted, right? We wouldn't have a whole lot of extra free time if we were actually busy about getting our potential out, right? So true. Okay. So you and every other individual possess the responsibility for this awesome treasure that is buried within you because this treasure within you can be fully released only, there's a condition, only if you are willing to believe and accept God's dream for your life. If you are willing to submit to his will and purpose for your destiny and cooperate with his specifications, so his word, his principles, nothing will be impossible for you. Okay, so a lot of the word of God, too, if you study and you read the word, right, you see that a lot of the words in there, a lot of the promises are conditional, right? God has a part and we have a part. So we can't just say, God, do this, God, do this, God, do this, right? It's like God can give you a green light, for, for example, for a promise that he has for you, but you actually have to start walking. You have to start taking the steps, okay? So determine, this is my encouragement for you today, determine not to be satisfied with anything less than the full accomplishment of your dream. Surrender to the demands that maximize your potential so that none of your assignment is left undone when you leave this planet. The responsibility to use what God has stored within you is yours alone, okay? So this is what I believe personally. I believe that many individuals are aware of their ability and potential, but they've become frustrated and disillusioned by either past failures, disappointments, even negative influence of others, right? And they've chosen because of that, they've chosen, so they might have a good reason, okay? <laughs> and they've chosen to limit or withhold the wonderful gift the creator has invested in them. 
Oh my God, I hope you heard that, right? God has invested a wonderful gift in you and only you can deny that. He never has. Only you can do that. So really what I want to do today is urge you, (laughs) plead with you, encourage you to rise up from any temporary fears that you're facing. Shake yourself off, like shake the dust off, shake yourself, wake yourself up and step once again on the road to being and becoming your true and your highest self. Okay, there's so much potential hidden inside of you. There's so much goodness, glory, anointing, favor, right? That God planted in you on purpose, for purpose, okay? And for such a time as this, okay? So if you're alive, that means you're on purpose and your purpose is to live like it. And I really wanna encourage you, if you've never done any inner work, if you never worked on your mind, if you've never worked through and processed and felt and started to manage your emotions, if you've never you know, looked at or investigated things that are going on in your heart and sought out healing before, if you've never invested in your own self-mastery, in your own growth and character development, I encourage you to take the next step in doing that and to start where you're at. Again, if it's anything like my journey, sometimes it started just by getting a journal and writing in a journal and figuring out what am I thinking, what am I feeling, (laughs) and start letting that become clear. Then it was reading books and going to conferences and exposing myself to things that I hadn't seen before, you know, and trying new things. And then it was investigating, investigating, (laughs) investing, maybe investigating too. I might've been a skeptic at first. I was probably. (laughs) Now I live by it, so it's hard to say, but investing in therapists, in coaches, right? And having my own advisory board and team of support because Lord knows we all need it and we can't grow on our own. So I encourage you to do that. If you, if this is resonating with you and you vibe with the content and the free materials that I share, I encourage you to go check out julianapage.com. This is where I have books you can get on my newsletter where I share encouragement every week and share updates about things that are coming up. I have the God's Vibes Mastermind, which you can have lifetime access to. It's a great way to grow and mature in God. So there's video content for all of the books that I've written. It's a a huge mastermind, really, where you can grow and develop and again, have lifetime access to. So that's a great thing to get plugged into. There is VIP coaching. If you do want a personal coach, I'm happy to discuss what that might look like for you and many other goodies over there. So go check out julianapage.com. If you haven't subscribed to this podcast, make sure that you do that, rate it, give it those five stars, and also, of course, share it with a friend because sharing is caring. All right, guys, until next time, stay blessed. 